I, I didn't mention this earlier, but it is okay to talk about football if it's the Friday night variety, right? Yeah. Right? Right? Um, Warner Robins high school football team has had quite a season, and I know we got some Warner Robins fans in here, so um, all those that, you know, that pull for the demons inside the church say amen. amen. And if you didn't say amen, you went to Northside. Is that right? Is that, is that how that, is that amen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, uh, it's a big deal, and um, uh, we, we've got, um, we got lots of Warner Robins fans in all the services, and, and even, um, uh, I, I guess, Jackson McCook kicks points for, uh, for Warner Robins, and that's a big deal. So I'm excited about um, uh, what next weekend holds. Um, I wouldn't be excited if I were the team playing them, because the way they've been playing, um, playing Warner Robins will be a, a, a daunting task. It, uh, it struck me, <clears throat> struck me a couple of days ago, I mean, it was Thursday. January 2020 is only three and a half weeks away. I mean, seriously. Like, like the thing I was thinking about, and I'll, and I'll share it with y'all. Um, the thing I was thinking about is, uh, you know, is um, the boys and I play tennis, and, and Sam, a year ago, played tennis for the high school. Jack is now a freshman in high school, and he will... You know, he's set to try out for the tennis team, right? I mean, this is, we're, we're cool with this, right? This is just the way that works, right? I mean, you try out for the team, and, and he's, he, you know, and, but for a year plus now, for a year plus now, we've been thinking about, uh, you know, the, the, the tryouts that Jack will have for the tennis team. But it was, it was a year ago that we were thinking about it, and it was always a year away. You with me? You know where I'm going? Like it's, it's always been a year away that, that the trials would come. And then on Thursday, I was thinking about the fact that, 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 they, had, um, that they had like, a, like drills, um, something they do, a community thing they do down in, in Perry. And I was like, well, yeah, well, if they can't make it this Thursday night because of the weather or whatever, that they still have plenty of time before tryouts. And then all of a sudden I realized, no, no, no. It's like three and a half weeks away. And all of a sudden, it's January 2020. And the thing is, and I'm, I'm reading the room pretty good, the thing is, you guys are with me, right? Maybe, maybe a couple of you aren't with me. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe there's a couple of folks in the room. But, um, but, but for the rest of us, like, I'm still getting ready for Y2K. Right? Like, in three and a half weeks, it's supposed to be 1996. You with me? Right? I mean, like, like back when we used to write checks... Back when we used to, I'm dating myself, right? But back when we used to write checks and you'd be months into the year and you'd still be writing last year's, you know, date, you know, and you'd be like, right. And, and back then, like 1998, oh man, silly me, it's 1999. But who would have ever, th- talk, Paul's with me. Who would have ever thought that we'd be talking about January 2020? And don't even get me started with the fact that Christmas is 17 days away. But, but I'm, I, I'm aware some of y'all in the room have already finished your Christmas shopping. And I got nothing nice to say for y'all, all right? This is not a friendly, host, this is a hostile place for y'all. For y'all. For the rest of us, Amazon Prime won't deliver after a certain date. Time's running out. Here's, here's the thing. It's established. Time flies. Time moves quickly. That's, that's just a fact. 
What, what I can't figure out is what is the cause of that? Is it, is it that time moves so quickly because we, we, are, we are paying attention to all of it and, and, it, and it's just coming too fast for us? I mean, is it, is it time moves so quickly because, because we're really dialed in and, and paying attention and it's just coming? I mean, the, the other day, um, someone sent me a text message and said, sorry, I hadn't seen you. It's been hectic, is what they said. It's been hectic. I went and looked up the word hectic. It means incessant or frantic activity. And I was like, I like that word, right? Because I've used that word. I use that word a lot, hectic. Oh, it's been real hectic at the house, or it's been hectic with the boys, or it's been hectic at work, or, you know, you know it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been hectic. And so I, I mean, so I get that. Maybe time flies because things are hectic, and we're just paying attention, and we're just, you know, we're just dialed in. Or maybe time flies... Because lots of things are happening, but we're no longer paying attention like we used to. Maybe, maybe the pace of things, I'd like to go read some research on this. Maybe the pace of things, maybe the speed at which stuff is happening, maybe the busyness that we're all experiencing, and I'm now not just talking about Christmas, right? I'm, not just, I'm talking about life. Maybe the busyness has, has got us now normalized to living this fast. Could, could that be? I mean, could, could it be that our new routine is get up, do 37 things, then leave the house, right? And then go to work, and then all of a sudden look down and go, it's already 3.30, and I've got stuff to do I hadn't even started today. I mean, could it, could it, be, that, could it be that it's 5 o'clock every day, and we haven't gotten the stuff done, and we hadn't even paid attention to how fast it's happened? Could it be that, and I, I, again, I'm, I'm not, I think that there's probably someone studying this that we have somehow turned the abnormal pace of life into the normal. That we've, some, we've somehow made a routine out of being so, so busy, and the reason we do that kind of thing is so that, so that we can turn our brains off. That's, that's what routine means. When, when we get into a routine and we just act it out, you know, making, the, make it, making the sandwich or, or, or cleaning this thing, I mean, you know, or just, or just even, even getting in the car and pulling out of the driveway, and it's so routine, we don't have to think about the little things, and it allows us to, to drift off. I mean, could it be that like time flies because we've turned the busyness into a routine which has allowed us to turn our attention off or at least down. And of course, the word to describe having our attention off or down is sleep. When, when, when you sleep, when I sleep, our, our external attention is turned off or down. I, I can still hear the door open. I'm paying attention to that, but about everything else, I'm, I'm out when I'm asleep. 
I read a quote, a, a woman, Susie Chasm, writes that we wake up, and she's not talking about literal sleep, she's talking about, about maybe what we're going through, this, this sleep walking through the business, that we wake up by asking the right questions. So in the midst of your busyness, what questions are you asking right now? Or, or in the midst of Christmas, what questions are you asking? Bigger than, what am I going to get so-and-so? Like, what am I going to get out of Christmas? Last week, we asked one of these bigger questions. We asked the question, why Christmas? Why, why, why do we have Christmas? And John chapter 1 told us, we have Christmas. The reason for Christmas, the purpose of Christmas, is that God saw that the world desperately needed a Savior. That the world, that we are attracted to the darkness, and that God was sent, Jesus was sent by God to be light in the darkness. And so, and, 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 and so we desperately, desperately need to be paying attention to what's going on in the world. Because we still need a Savior. And we talked about sin. I mean, here's, here's the thing. Last week, we talked about sin and tragedy and terror and hurt and suffering. That was seven days ago. Answer this for me. In the last seven days, has the world come through with those headlines? Have they? Shooting. Tragedy. Don't know the answers. I could preach that exact same sermon from last week today and we would gather back in here in seven days and guess what? We'd say, well, look, the world delivered again. But, but I want to move past the question of why to ask today the question of when. And, and allow me just a two-minute little interlude to say, when it comes to the question of when Christmas happened, the Bible is silent. Not only does the Bible not use the word Christmas at all to describe the birth of Christ, but it doesn't use any kind of dating to describe the birth of Christ. There's, there's practically no evidence even offered about when it could have happened, except, and, and I don't want to go down this rabbit trail too long, except that it does mention shepherds and sheep and so there were some people early on that said that the, that the inclusion of the shepherds and sheep meant that, that the Christmas story must have happened in the spring, right? Shepherds and sheep in the spring. Uh, and, and they were like, because the sheep would have been, um, you know, in, 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 in a um, corralled if it not had been, you know. But here's the problem with sort of that logic is that shepherding is a 12-month-a-year job because sheep, or around, guess what? 12 months out of the year. Because if you've studied anything about the miracle of life and how life happens, sheep just don't instantly appear. Sheep come from somewhere. They come from other sheep, right? So when it comes to the evidence of when the birth happened based on that one little notation of shepherds and sheep, really we're still wide open that it could have been 12 months out of the year. 
the Bible is silent. And, and outside of the Bible, the early church's history, you guys can go look this up, the early church's history doesn't mention dates for the celebration of Christmas for like 300 plus years after Jesus. It's like the fourth century before they ever mentioned dates. And then when they get around, this is the church, this is us. When they get around, when we get around to mentioning the dates of Christmas, they don't mention one date, they mention two. One date was December the 25th. By the middle 350s or so, there, there, there was established that there were, there were Christians in the world that were, that were celebrating Christmas on the birth of Christ on December the 25th. But then there was another group of people that were celebrating Christmas on January the 6th. And what's fascinating is still today, there are Christians, I mean like that believe in Jesus, Christians, our brothers and sisters, who still worship and, and, and celebrate the birth of Christ on January the 6th. And the fascinating thing that y'all are all going to um, find is, is really interesting is that between December the 25th and January the 6th, there are 12 days. And so the church still includes both dates as significant for the most of us who celebrate Christmas on the 25th, and then the few of us who celebrate Christmas on the, the, on the 6th of January, we've got a season of 12 days, and it doesn't start here, but it doesn't end there. It keeps going. But all of that's outside the Bible. The Bible is silent. Doesn't give us a day, doesn't give us a month. For that matter, doesn't even give us a year. I mean, it, it mentions... Uh, Quirinius and it talks about Herod but but at best that's given us a window of I don't know three or four or five or six or seven years my grandfather taught me at young that Jesus was not born in zero he wasn't he Jesus was not born in zero he was born probably in the year three BC or maybe four B.C. or maybe five or six. I mean, you know, he was not born in G- zero. He said it had to do with the, with the Roman calendars getting adjusted later on. But the Bible doesn't tell us any of this. Does not, it, the Bible does not seem to care about the specific date. Instead, instead the Bible is convinced that when it happened was the right time. So I invite you to turn in the scriptures with me that we might read that very passage. After a lot of words by me, let's turn to hear the word of God. This is uh, God speaking through the Apostle Paul. Turn in your Bibles, turn in your Bibles, I could use your help in just a second. Um, Turn in your Bibles with me to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, this is Paul writing to the church in Galatia. And he begins in chapter 4, verse 4, by saying, But when the fulfillment of time came. Now, what do your Bibles say? You got a different translation than that? What, What does it say? When the fullness of time had come. Has somebody got something different? When the time had fully come. Something different? I heard, I heard this morning somebody um, shout out that when the set time had come. And a different translation said when the right 
time had happened. So when the time was fulfilled, in the fullness of time, when, when the fulfillment of time came, when the right time came, when the set time came, God sent His Son, born through a woman, and born under the law. And then where Paul goes in the next verse really seems to be where we were talking last week from John chapter 1. He says, he says this was so he could redeem. What does he mean? He means rescue. This means so he could redeem and rescue and save those under the law so that we could be adopted. Because you are sons and daughters, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father, Therefore, you are no longer a slave. A slave to to death. A slave to sin. A slave to the world. A slave to the, the, and I can say this word here, to the hell-bent descent into the pit. We are no longer slaves. But we are sons and daughters. And if you are His child, then you are also an heir through God. This is the Word of God for we the people of God and we say together, thanks be to God. What is clear from Paul is that that Christmas happened in exactly the right time. God's time is perfect. And, and, And God's entrance into the world is perfectly timed. God's time is perfect. But what would I say about that if I were married? I mean, listen, if Mary were born in the South, I've been raised in the South, and I don't know about the rest of the parts of the world. You guys, we've, we've all traveled the world, but, 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 I, but I grew up in Statesboro. I mean, that's South Georgia. I mean, I, you know, I, mean, I live in Houston County. That's, well, we get, you know, you, everybody say Bible Belt, right? You know? Like, if, if, if Mary were born and raised in the Bible Belt, you with me, right? And an angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, oh, by the way, you're about to have a baby. What would Mary think about that timing? It just so happens, it just so happens that the Bible tells us. And her answer is, well, that's not what we do it around here. <laughs> you with me? Right? That's, that's unfortunate. That's not the way we do it around here. Or, <clears throat> or about this. If God's timing is perfect, what do you think about God's timing if you're Joseph? Woo! That's really unfortunate. Because like Mary, he's keeping up with what's happened and not happened. And the Bible tells us. Joseph said, well, that's unfortunate. So so I'm going to just dismiss her quietly. Partly so she can avoid the shame, right? And then partly because what? It doesn't say it this way, but we, we all get the sense. So that I can avoid the shame. So I can move on, right? This is, this is in the Bible. 
And, 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 and the Bible doesn't say in, in Matthew's gospel account of the, the birth or in Luke's gospel account of the birth, it doesn't say anything about this, but, but I can only imagine if God's timing is perfect, how Mary's mom and dad would have taken the news. Or, or, or Mary's grandmother. Mary's, Mary's, I don't know, brothers and sisters. If God's timing is perfect, how did they take it? Beyond just the family. Go two houses down. God's timing is perfect. What's going on in the house? Just two street numbers down. Or or two towns away. God's timing is perfect. What about, what about a tribe two continents away at the time? God's timing is perfect. But it, but it seems in the Scriptures there is, there is a need for people to be ready. So Mary's response is, I didn't see this coming. I didn't get the memo. I, I didn't have access to the calendar, right? Joseph's, Joseph's response is, I would have, I would have liked you have, to have, you, you, have shared your schedule with me. I would have liked that. But both Mary and, and, and Joseph respond by saying, but I'm ready and I'm willing At the end of the gospel story, it's in. Uh, uh, it's just uh, just takes a second. At the end of the gospel story, Jesus says this. It's in Acts chapter one. If you want to look it up, Jesus tells the disciples that it is not for us to know the times or the seasons, but he does that immediately after telling them to be ready by prayer and waiting. Prayer and waiting. This is actually what it looks like here. Uh, Acts. While they were eating together, this is 40 days after the resurrection, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Jesus said, This is what you heard from me. John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? What are they asking? Lord, Lord, will you give us access to the calendar now? What are they asking? Lord, will you, will you give us a glimpse into your schedule now? What are they asking? Jesus, would you please let us know the timeline now? Can you tell us what's going to happen tomorrow or next week? Or can you give us an idea if this is going to happen or if this is going to happen or if this is not going to happen? Can you just tell us? And his, and his answer is, it isn't for you to know the times or the seasons or the schedule or the timeline or the calendar that the Father has set by His own authority. Rather, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. For, for, 
for Mary and Joseph and all of those that are, are a part of the Christmas story. God's timing is perfect. But they're asked to be ready. And I, I can't help I can't help but truly believe that God still enters the world now. And God desires to enter my life now. And, and I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be between now and Christmas. I don't know if it's going to be this coming week. I don't know if it's going to be today. The question is, am I ready? Prayer and waiting. 